Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome to the Thursday Night Throwdown with the big guy, KG. Uh, tried to go live a little while ago and uh, had some technical difficulties. Uh, things were going on, but hey, had to calm down, reset, call an audible and just say, hey, I got to record my piece because I got something to say. So without further ado, welcome to the Thursday Night Throwdown with your host, me. So uh, today is April 1st. Um, we got a lot of things going on. MLB opening day. Uh, Nats game was postponed due to five positive COVID tests. So, I mean, it doesn't matter if you get the shot or not. Please, everybody be careful be safe just continue to mask up and, and and wash your hands social distance all of that we can't beat this virus one-on-one -on -one. we need everybody everybody to beat it so look at it as you're not doing it for yourself you're doing it for your neighbor so uh, that's just my two cents on that um uh, we had news that Roy Williams announced his retirement today, and I've been hoping all day long since the news hit the wire that that's an April Fool's joke, just like uh, Michael Strahan and his uh, closing his gap, um, which turned out to be an April Fool's joke. Because I, I was, I, I ain't even gonna lie, if Michael Strahan ever listened to this, I was like, dog, are you serious? Like that's that that's iconically you, <laughs> but. Uh, I'm hoping this Roy Williams retirement is uh, an April Fool's joke. After 33 years in the game, uh, 18 years at North Carolina, 15 years at Kansas, I'm just hoping that, you know, hey, this is not the way it ends. This is not, not, not like this, not the way North Carolina went out this year. So, um, like I said at the top, it is April 1st, and every April 1st here in the DMV where we are based. We always remember the one, the only, Meast. Uh, most of you that are not initiated, not uh, from the area, know him as Sean Taylor. But he's half man, half beast. That's why they call him the Meast. One of the best free safeties we've ever had to don the burgundy and gold. And he's been gone, going on 14 years this November. Uh, he would have been 38 today. Uh, there, there is no amount of words to express how much uh, we miss him. N not even just in a, in a football standpoint. We miss him as a person because he was growing. He was growing up. He still had a lot of life left to live he had a daughter left to raise uh getting married you know it, it was things that he was on his way to doing he you know he had some some knucklehead moments but he to see him grow from that and to see that evolution that's one of the reasons why his death hurts so bad you know uh never Never, 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 never forget um, where I was. I was working overnight and we were preparing for our shift 
And, you know, that's when the news came down that he had gotten shot. Uh, you know, we went home. I got home that morning and they said he was responsive. And I was like, all right, cool. All right, we good. So I took a nap and I had to work that night. And mind you, this is 2007. So I was playing Madden 08 with uh, Vince Young on the, co on the cover. So, you know, I was uh, playing. Who was I playing with then? I had went back to Jacksonville. I was playing with Jacksonville. So I was trying to team him and Reggie Nelson up in my secondary because I wanted to short my secondary. And I was like, if I get Sean Taylor and Reggie Nelson, there's no way in four hills anybody's going to throw on me. Because Reggie Nelson was a beast at the time. I was going to move Reggie Nelson to the strong safety, let uh, Sean Taylor play the free. You know, I had it all worked out in, in, in my Madden GM mode. You know what I'm saying? And to wake up from my sleep to get a phone call from my mother to let me know he had passed, it broke me down. It broke me down. Um, but celebrating his life today, what would have been his 38th birthday, uh, you, you think about those times. You think about the Tampa Bay game. Uh, you think about. Yeah, I mean, it's it's marred by a few things, him spitting in Michael Pittman's face, uh, getting him suspended for the next game, which kind of messed us up. But one thing I can say is he balled out. And one thing about here in D.C., when you ball out against the Cowboys consistently, consistently, you become a washington legend i had to get close to the mic to say that so you can hear it washington legend and that's what he he became he became a redskin legend forget football team because he didn't play for the football team he played for the washington redskins now it was one year i believe it was his rookie year and we were kind of battling back and forth with the cowboys in texas stadium i think and they had sent, he was keying in on Keyshawn the whole day, keying in on, keying in on. They had sent, it was towards the end of the game. And he had keyed in on Keyshawn coming on a post route across the middle. I think it was uh, Sam Hurd, I think it was, went up the sideline. And Testaverde was the quarterback at the time. Testaverde hit him with a pretty spiral because he had beat the, the, the uh, corner. And I looked and I was like, oh, Sean, Sean, Sean. You can't do that. You was looking for the hit to get the, uh, the, the the turnover and you let him go behind you. And I was like, oh, man, you know, we got a rebound from that. And then, you know, he did. His career got had gotten better. You know, we're, we're talking just NFL career. Think about the Monday Night Miracle. Now, the Monday Night Miracle is uh, probably, in my lifetime, probably top five greatest Redskin moment is the Monday Night Miracle. Now, you you know, we were down 13-0, and then I think we were 2-0 and at the time. And it was a Monday Night game, of course, Monday Night Miracle. And here's the thing. I just thought it was going to be another, uh, you know, 
BS Cowboys win. I was going to have to hear that mess for the rest of the year. And I, I got to get close because I got to tell you this. I felt that we could win. Did I believe it? Not at all. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. But I always felt that we could win. Then what happens? Mark Brunel drops back. He's a long bomb. Santana Moss over the top. Touchdown. 13-7. Defense holds. Get the ball back. All of a sudden, Mark Brunel over the top again. Santana Moss splits Roy Williams and, and whoever the other safety was. I don't know. Some bum. But he still split it. Santana Moss again. 14-13. But here's the part that's always left out. When the defense came back on the field. They still had to hold. They had to stop Romo, Tio, and the Cowboys from scoring. This is the part that's left out about the Monday Night Miracle. Romo found his fullback in the flat. Sean Taylor comes up and tattoos that fullback and that ball comes loose. Next thing you know, what was it? Fourth down. And then T.O. was scared to go across the middle that game because every time he went across the middle, Sean was waiting for him. He got alligator armed. Like T.O. wouldn't go across the middle at all. Against Sean Taylor, you never saw T.O. go across the middle against the Redskins at that time because Sean Taylor was waiting for him. And his IQ for the game had grown so much. Like, it was absolutely, positively amazing to watch the growth. You understand? But in that Monday Night Miracle, that defense, his hit to jar that ball loose was one of the keys to victory. That's why we won that game. That's why. But then you go to another Cowboys matchup here at FedEx. I believe it was the same season. And we had guys like Vernon Fox, Pearson Prelo, Marcus Washington, Phillip Daniels. Uh, 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 boy, we got Cornelius Griffin. We had what people would term as no names. No names is what they called the people on our defense. They weren't any good. But we had a top 10 defense that season. So I always tell the haters, eat it. But we come down to it. The Cowboys have a chance to win this game. Defense gets a push. Well, special teams, I should say, gets a push. Block field goal. Ball is loose. Who picks it up? That's right. You guessed it. Number 21. He's starting one way. Up. Oh, let me reverse field. Reverse fields. Up. Oh, face mask. Flag comes out. He's a running. He going. He going. They finally get him down. The flag comes. I'm like, oh, man, it's coming back. Now, I watch this live. I'm like, it's coming back. What the hell was it? I didn't see the face maze. Face maze on the kicking team. 15-yard penalty. Can't end the game in the NFL on the penalty. So what they do? 15 yards at the end of the return. One untimed down. In comes the former Terp, Nick Novak. Swirling wind. This cat ain't never kicked a field goal this long. The kick is up. 
guess what? Y'all ain't gonna believe me. It's good. When I tell you those two games, I think I yelled the loudest that season because it was the Cowboys. And Sean Taylor was the 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 catalyst in those games. Even when he wasn't making tackles, even when he wasn't uh picking off passes, breaking up passes, but he made defenders scared. He made quarterbacks scared to throw on him. That intimidation factor was absolutely positively awesome. Now I'm being dramatic because it's it, it, it's just a, talking about Sean Taylor does that to you. Any Redskin fan will tell you that. Talking about him, it, it sends chills up and down your spine. But it also makes you a little sad. Because we never got to see the full potential, the full potential of Sean Taylor. We were robbed. As football fans, as Washington Redskins fans, we were robbed. I will say that we were robbed. We were robbed of greatness. A lot of people say, oh, the only reason why y'all say stuff like that is because he gone. No. No, you can see the greatness on the horizon his last two seasons. He let he was leading the league in interceptions when he got hurt. And I was peeved that he got hurt. I was like, oh man, we're gonna need him back. And it was like his his rehab coming back from the knee injury was kind of slow. You know, he decided to go home, check some things out, you know, while he was off. Understand that. And I was like, all right, maybe he's gonna go home, get him a little R and R. He'll be back in a week or so. You know, we can run this thing to the playoffs. Unfortunately, it didn't happen like that. And I understand. I mean, you know, I can sit here and ask God why and ask for answers to the things that I know I can't change. And to be quite honest, I've done it so many times over the last 39 years. I can't count all the times that I've asked why. Please give me an answer. So I'm not going to sit here and act like I have the answers. But this athletic physical specimen and me being a former safety myself, he was 6'2", 212. And I always thought, I was like, that's a good size for a safety, especially a safety with speed. But he can hit. And everybody, I remember somebody asked the question when they did the rule change a couple years ago. Would Sean Taylor still be a hard hitter in this newfangled uh, NFL that protects players a little bit more? You know, no defensive receiver hits. And Dario's behind the glass. He just said, shook his head, yes. Of course. And I feel the same way, of course. Because he never led with his helmet. He always kept his head up. He gave you all shoulder as Brian Mormon. Now, an untrained somebody is not going to be able to uh, hit somebody the way he hit people. The way he hit Brian Mormon in that damn Pro Bowl, and Brian Mormon just bounced back up. You know, some people, you hit them the wrong way. That's an injury right there. He tattooed 
Brian Mormon. And I mean, it it, it it was it was an anvil smash. That's what it was. It was an anvil. It was like an anvil dropping on a, a Warner Brothers character. And Brian Mormon just jumped back up. And the great story about that is Brian Mormon got him to sign the jersey that he hit him in. And it's hanging in his basement. He said, I had him sign where his face mask paint was. So he signed it right there. But in that same game, he was playing deep and Reggie Wayne had went deep on a deep post. It was an instant touchdown. Reggie Wayne run. He looked, he saw Sean coming. And it, it was like, it, it was like a, 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 a shot in the water. Smell blood. Dun 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 Then all of a sudden, Reggie Wayne looked up. Uh-uh. I ain't doing it. Pulled his hands back. He got alligator armed in the Pro Bowl. In the Pro Bowl. Like, you got to do scared in the Pro Bowl to catch a pass. Like, that's absolutely positively uh, a beast. And, you know, man, I just, I think about what could have been and what should have been you know we had a great defense in 2007 we had ryan clark uh fred smoot sean taylor uh we had area 51 getting it their man back we had two hard-hitting safeties because LaRon landry could play in the box sean had it over the top ask brett Favre how talented sean was back there where he ran from sideline to sideline to pick a Brett Favre pass off, get both feet in bounds. So, ask Brett Favre how talented he is. I'm just, I, there's nothing short of amazing that his short career was. A lot of people say, well, maybe he should be Hall of Fame. I think you have a ways to go. I, I think he'll be voted in by the senior committee. I don't think he'll be a Hall of Famer any other way but the senior committee. And I, I, I'll say in, you know, maybe about 10 years from now, he'll go into the Hall of Fame, which will be absolutely awesome. I understand why, but listen to me when I tell you, if he would have got a chance to play a full career, especially here in Washington, I think we would have at least one Super Bowl underneath our belt and at least two to three Super Bowl appearances because it's been a few times our defense has let us down over the years. Over the last 14 years, our defense has let us down. Now, imagine if he is out there and they just keep building the defense. I don't think Greg Williams would ever got out of town. Because you can't lose Greg Williams. Because I think if you lose Greg Williams, you lose everybody else. You dig what I'm saying? You know, he, he, he and the thing about Sean Taylor, Sean Taylor's a Joe Gibbs guy. So he's a part of that fraternity with Doc Walker, Brian Mitchell, Chris Cooley. Uh, you know, um, all of the hogs, matter of fact, Don Warren, Clint Didier, Joe Theismann, Mark Rippin. Uh, Doug Williams, 
Art Monk. You know, he, he he's a Joe Gibbs guy. And what do Joe Gibbs guys have in common? Those older Joe Gibbs guys have Super Bowl rings. Cooley, Sean Taylor, even Fred Smoot. Should have joined the ranks of Daryl Green, Ricky Sanders, Gary Clark. They should have their rings too. On so many levels, as a person, as a player, we were robbed. We were robbed of a natural talent, a man that was becoming a better man. So, happy birthday to one Sean Taylor. Uh, Every day, Redskins Nation, football team nation, rings your praises, misses you, everything. Now, personal story about Sean Taylor. My youngest son was born in 2008. So right after Sean Taylor's death, I found out it was right before. Found out uh, my son mother was pregnant with him. We were trying to think of names. And one of the names that I came up with, his name was supposed to be Sean Taylor. And that's what I asked that I wanted. I was like, it's got to be Sean Taylor. I was vetoed, but I was I stood firm when I was like Sean Taylor. I was like, if it can't be Sean Taylor, it was gonna be Darius Taylor. So that's what it what it was gonna be. It turned out to be Xavier Jordan, but it's all right. He 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 knows who he is. He knows who Sean Taylor is, even has a picture with Dario at his locker at FedEx Field. Uh just things like that. So um that's all I wanted to come and say, but uh, tomorrow, which is April 2nd, I want everybody to, if weather permitting, as you're riding into work, home from work, if you drive for a living, let the windows down and play Marvin Gaye. I mean, stubborn kind of fellow, I got my mind made up to love you. Uh, ain't peculiar. What's going on? Mercy, mercy me. Hell, wait till seven o'clock and play sexual healing. You show love to ball. You know, I, I can sit here and name Marvin Gaye song after Marvin Gaye song all day long because one thing about Marvin Gaye, and I, as I said before, we are a local podcast, so we got to show love to the locals all the way around the board. And Marvin Gaye from D.C., Motown legend, musical legend, gave you a cookout staple with Got to Give It Up. Gave you hits, How Sweet It Is to Be Loved by You. If you've ever listened to Jay-Z, Jay-Z has sampled Marvin Gaye's Far Cry. And it's an absolute beast. I, I just would love to everybody to go listen to Far Cry and just hear. This song came out, oh man, 70s. And think about how ahead of his time it is. 
in the 70s that people are sampling it 45 years later. Then you got to throw a little after the dance. Dance with me. Come on, dance with me, baby. Dance with me. That's what you got to do right there. That's your after seven o'clock move, move right there. You dig what I'm saying? Throw a little I want you on. You know? And that 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 iconic album cover for I Want You with the Sugar Shack scene. I gotta get that on my on, on my on my living room wall. Throw on some let's get it on. One of my favorites, if I should die tonight. Distant lover, come get this. Just throw the whole let's get it on album on and just chill out, relax. One of an, uh, another great one for you, just to keep you satisfied. Celebrate the life of Marvin Gaye tomorrow on his birthday. Tonight, we celebrate Sean Taylor. Tomorrow, we celebrate Marvin Gaye. Yesterday, we celebrated Nipsey Hussle. It, it, so many greats have graced our lives and i gotta call nipsey hustle a great because his way of thinking is absolutely positively life-changing let's just say that i'll leave that for another conversation for another time to get you to truly understand what i mean but we lost a lot of greats so with that being said hey cherish the ones you have here let them know you care about them let them know you love them don't wait till it's all over. Let them know you love them. So I don't want to sit here and preach as Junie would say. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't going to preach now. So I'm just going to go ahead and get up out of here. It's the big guy, KG. Sean Taylor. Nipsey Hussle. Marvin Gaye. Absolutely miss you. So. Until next time, the next time you'll hear this melodious voice will be on the Saturday Night WrestleManiacs with the People's Choice Don Rodriguez, the Nubian Sumo James, and of course yours truly, the big guy KG. So until then, keep your head up. I don't do no overtime. I am out of here.